Episode 166 for February 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example of their great prices is on Avenging Spider-Man number 6. This one features a team-up of Spidey, the Punisher, and Daredevil. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $0.99, which is 75% off the cover price. So check them out at their new website, MailOrderComics.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics. Welcome back, gang. We're continuing to answer your message board questions. And oddly enough, this first one isn't about Spider-Man at all, but it's about bacon, and it's aimed at George. So let's start off this sizzling show. Steve Rogers from New York City. Kevin is not here. George is here. Is there anything that doesn't taste better with bacon? Um, I don't know. I mean, I could almost say bacon because bacon is bacon, and technically you're just – but then you're doubling up on the bacon, and, I mean, it's not going to necessarily taste better, but it's still more awesome. There's literally nothing that won't taste better with bacon on it, literally. Nothing. I've seen, I've seen so, bacon toothpaste. Yeah. So, uh, George, I have to ask, uh, what, what's your opinion on turkey bacon? <laughs> lol, turkey bacon, lol. It's bad. I don't like it at all. What is lol this? Lol. What, 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 what is LOL. 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 Get with the times, man. Uh, yeah, well, at turkey bacon? Dude, yeah. seriously? You're younger than I am, for F's sake. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I guess I'm an old man at heart or something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Josh, have you ever se- have you seen the latest Beatle-related documentaries, Living in the Material World, on George Harrison and Paul McCartney's The Love You Make About the Experiences in New York After 9-11? If so, what are your thoughts? Beatles? I saw the, Ge- oh. I saw the George Harrison one. It was good, I thought. The, the Beatles is my number one fandom, like, above all else, above Spider-Man, above Star Wars, above any of that stuff. But I have been a very, very bad Beatles fan this fall. I have not uh, made the time to see those ones. And the ironic thing was, I was really psyched for the George Harrison one. And I was, like, posting about it on Facebook and reading the stuff about it on the message boards. I was really excited for it to come out, but I haven't uh, come to sit down and see it yet. I have, Do you have HBO? It's, I think it was... Aired on HBO, I think. No, it's I don't have HBO. I can probably okay. download it legally, but um, I I am going on the Beatles tribute cruise in a, for the third year in um a few weeks, so that that'll be fun. Maybe I'll see you it are on horrible, there. You're a horrible Beatles fan, and because I'm a great Elvis fan, I'll point out that his, this today's his birthday. <laughs> Him and David Bowie. What is it about the Beatles that you love so much? The drugs. Um, I love their music. I love uh, their cultural impact, and um, I love, I love. I was telling Don this a few days ago that I love the behind the scenes stuff so much, and there is just so much like behind the scenes stuff on them. It's uh, it's like comics. Right. It's like continuity. Favorite favorite Beatles song? It is hard to pick just one. I get that all the time, but it's um, I like Real Love, which that's not mm. a real. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily count as a real Beatles song because it's basically in the 90s, uh, the surviving three members. Now there's only two left, but yeah. the surviving three members, they took a John Lennon demo and they recorded themselves with it and it was billed as a Beatles song. What's your favorite, that... Brad? I've always liked Hey Jude. That's a good one. Performed yeah. by the um, But I, I, was there multiple Beatles songs released in that when that 90s ABC show came out? I thought it was Free as a Bird was one of them. There was supposed to be a lot more, but uh, George Harrison and Paul McCartney uh, spat heads about it, and (coughs) they couldn't. uh, There was planned to be like six or seven, but only two of them were released. They started recording a third one, and I think that there's demos of it that have uh, been on bootlegs, but they've uh, 
They've never been able to work it out. And now that George is dead, Paul's like, oh, maybe we'll release this thing that we never finished while George was alive. There's a – I'm going off topic, but I got to meet George Harrison's sister. She came to the TV station, and she's promoting this Beatles tribute band called the Liverpool Legends. And they're performing in Branson, and they performed at some of the casinos around here. And Yeah, and, Louise. She's uh, yeah. she's very, very Louise big. Louise Harrison. She's yeah. very, very big with like promoting her stuff and um, any 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 Beatles Spider Man connections? They have oh, a Marvel. Are you kidding me? There's 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 a ton. Yeah. <laughs> well, refresh me. I don't know of them. Um, the Hulk says just like the Beatles said, "Here comes the sun." When Cosmic Spider Man throws him into the sun. That's true. Um, J. Jonah Jameson was worried in Amazing Spider-Man issue 17 that uh, Spider-Man might become more popular than the Beatles if uh, Flash Thompson's fan club takes off, which I think that that's yeah. a bit of an exaggeration. Um, Guardian to... Wings did uh, Magneto and Titanium Man, where uh, the uh, Crimson right. Dynamo is also mentioned. Yeah, That's a Marvel thing. I mean, it's not necessarily a Spider-Man thing. But... Oh, there's an old bullpen, bu- bullpen bulletins where... Um, Stan Lee or somebody, whoever was writing, I think it was Stan Lee because it was the 60s when Stan Lee was writing them, mentioned that Peter Asher, who was a guy at Apple, who uh, Paul McCartney was dating his sister at the time, he mentioned that uh, the Beatles uh, were very big Marvel fans that read the comic books. Oh, that's cool. There was an, I was watching, I think it, I think it was Dr. No the other day. Hell yes. Uh, that oh, yeah. movie kicks and ass. Sean Connery, Sean Connery takes a shot at the Beatles. He said yeah, he it's better to hear him with earmuffs or something. Oh, James Bond has a very unusual relationship with the Beatles because he takes that yeah. shot at them, but then you know Paul McCartney Living does a die. Paul McCartney does "Live and Let Die" song, mm-hmm. and then flash forward a few years later, the Bond girl of the Spy Who Loved Me is Barbara Bach, who later went on to marry Ringo Starr. Yeah. Holy cow! And you know, "Live and Let Die" is like it's it, it's a mediocre James Bond film, but that's like my favorite James Bond theme song. Mm-hmm. I love that damn thing. Yeah. I love that too. And I hated the Guns N' Roses cover because the beats were all wrong. <laughs> it drove oh. me up the wall. Enough yeah. Beatle talk. Moving on to the next question. <laughs> Don, great job with the Dragon Ball Z podcast. What are some of your other favorite anime and manga? Well, thank you very much for that uh, positive feedback. Actually, Steve Rogers actually has been very supportive of the show because I know, you know, people hear Dragon Ball Z and they're like, "Well, that's seriously not my thing." But I'm. I'm appreciative of the ones who are given a chance because I think it is uh, something worth talking about and worth uh, doing a show and I think we are have, have a good show here um, George like this um, one of my favorite favorite anime of all time is Robotech Robotech ever, yes ever since I was a kid like that's still like one of my, like up there um, I got somebody into that at work Don oh very cool did you show them like the old series or well, like cause a, the whole thing yeah, the original is on Netflix I watched on Hulu. Like, like, yeah, like, and I told him, I said, you need to go watch that, because he, like, he was getting an anime stuff, and I told him, I said, he said, you got any recommendations? And I said, you know, um, I really enjoyed Record of Lodos War, and I really enjoyed Robotech. Robotech was probably the first big one. And he was like, oh, I hadn't heard of that. And I was like, oh, sit down, son. Let me, let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> I mean, so. most of the stuff I'm into is like, like the old school 90s stuff. I'm not really uh, – I don't really uh, – find myself interested in like the current stuff like Bleach or Naruto or One Piece like yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's just yeah. it's just not my thing I'm not saying it's bad just, I don't care for it I like a lot of like the old school stuff some of the new stuff like Death Note is like the more one of the more recent ones that I was seriously into and I, th- I thought it was fantastic but um 
I like uh, yeah, Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, most of the 90s stuff generally. Okay, Don, I just want to point out to you mm. that you've just now said in public – I really like the old school stuff. I don't really like the new the new stuff. You're getting old. <laughs> I peaked at 22. <laughs> <laughs> you're hanging around all these old farts, dude. No doubt. <laughs> um, to the gang, any thoughts on Fantastic Four 600 and Johnny Storm's return? That should have been on my recommendation. 600 was an outstanding book. Yeah. Is it back it, to being it, Fantastic Four or is it still that jackassy yep. foundation thing or whatever? Well... Fantastic Four 601 just came out, and they split it off, and there's an FF book. Oh, the actual title, Jackassy 604 Foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if you haven't read 600, stop the recording or whatever. Didn't you but already just read I, the question? It's too late now. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Like, nobody well, no. knew it was going to happen, though. One of the best parts of when Johnny Storms comes back, Spider-Man opens the portal or whatever, and Johnny Storm sees him in the white suit. He goes, Peter, what the hell are you wearing? I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. But 600, it's the most expensive Marvel book I've seen in a long time. I think it was like $7.99. Yeah, but Brad, they, they charge that for the death issue. Uh, I don't know about that. Did they? No, I thought it was just a regular price. No, because it was all polybagged, and they had pogs in there and whatever. Pogs. Oh, pogs. Bring back the 90s. Wow. (laughs) We were just talking about pogs two nights ago. (laughs) (laughs) We did. Anyway, but the the book is packed. It's 100-plus pages, so you get your – I guess you get your money's worth, but it's a good story. Did you hear about Alf? Well, he's back in bog form. It's frustrating for me because I'm a giant fan of the Fantastic Four, like really big fan of the Fantastic Four. And I have – this is the longest I've ever felt a disconnect with that team, like where I just – I literally just don't give a damn. Have you ever tried Hickman stuff? Yeah, I did. The first thing I read was the whole there's a thousand reads or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm done, whatever. (laughs) More anyway, 600, 601, great issues, I think. Uh, Bailey's not here. Anybody want to talk about the current direction of super titles? I, I, can, I am digging. Can we, can we do a talk for Bailey? Sure. I mean, let Don even answer, but you want me to do my Bailey imitation? From like, like yes. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Let Don answer. No, I was just going to say that, like, um, I'm actually, like, especially Superman, like, just the t- by, by George Perez and uh, Jesus Morano. That's actually been, like, I think an underrated title because no one's really talking about that. That's a... Really, really good stuff. Like great art, you know. It's not. It is like one of the least decompressed uh, comics around. That's actually a really good. Let me let me ask this though, and Don, you can answer this since you still read. I guess DC still publishing. Um, I just read on D, on reading cool something like, and I don't remember the article, and I, I didn't read the entire thing through. But are they getting ready to reverse that in 2012? <laughs> to reverse the the what? The whole the whole new shit. Are they getting ready to throw that out the window? <laughs> because 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 the sales are already back to like where they were before. I, I, well, I, I'm not I'm not heard that the sales have like completely died. But on everything except like Superman and Batman, everything is back to where it was before now. Because the new car smells worn off, all the number ones are out, and they've dropped back to pre-launch levels. Well, okay, um, I I can't speak because I, I really don't only only read like like outside of the back books a handful of, of other titles. I don't know about the prices. Um, I don't think they're going to re- reverse it anytime soon. Um, okay. That's that's my thoughts on it. Okay, I, I was just because I didn't, I couldn't remember that article, and I was like, what wait, was that say? Did that say they were going to reverse course, or you know? And then, in which case, I would give a damn again. But all right, I, I respectfully disagree with Don. I dropped the Superman book. I couldn't stand it. 
and action just lost me. I dumped both Superman and, and Batgirl. Couldn't well, Batgirl, you, but... you, <laughs> we agree on that. Isn't, isn't everybody like down on Batgirl? Is Gail still writing that? Yeah. yeah, it's all her fault. Oh yeah, it's all Gail's fault. <laughs> well, Stella, Stella like... is, isn't even a fan of the new Batgirl series. Wow. It's Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Wasn't it Stella right. who was like, "I want the Spider-Man out of my Batgirl" or whatever? That's what that's what she said to me when the first issue came out. Yeah, she yeah. says, "Why is there yeah. Peter Parker in my?" In my yeah, back yeah, that's right. Wombat nine oh nine from Winterfell. Where is that? Uh, is it Winterfell? I, exactly. It's it's right between um, Autumnfell and uh, Springfell. Yeah. Springfell. Oh. Hey. Uh, Br- Brad, in an episode a long time ago, you mentioned some of the people you work with recommended Chew to you. Did you ever pick that book up? Nope, never did. However, I still hear it's good. Um, they're making a movie, I hear, also. Or maybe it's a TV show. Uh, but what? Anybody else read Chew? Oh, yeah. I love it. No, but Winter, Winterfell, just so that my fellow uh, Game of Thrones fans don't get pissed off, that's a reference from Game of, of Thrones. Oh, I still need to watch that. Yeah, I do. I do, too. Zach, people seem to be more accepting of Kane being called Scarlet Spider, while many were opposed to Aranya being called Spider-Girl. Why is that? Oh, that's a good one. Why is that? <laughs> because Aranya sucks. Um, no. You five minutes for that answer? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me explain. At least with Kane, there's a progression that even be went back to the to the clone saga. If you read Kane's last appearance before he got brand new burst, um, he would had an admiration and respect for. Ben Riley and really considered finally had accepted him as his brother. So, and I hope they play up on this element in the, in the new book. But it's with the whole getting dunked in the uh, pile of you know venom goo or anti venom goo made him you know quote unquote perfect, um, which makes no sense. But anyway, that's another that's another point for another podcast. I I think because of the way. They immediately, with Aranya, had came out and said, okay, this is our new Spider-Girl, when there already was an existing Spider-Girl. I, I think that's why people had a hard time with it, because Ben's dead. He's been dead for 10 years, 15 years. So that mantle is, is just waiting there. And Other people have taken it on, like Joe Wade, briefly, which is the evil Scarlet Spider. You also had um, MV- MVP running around the spider armor calling himself the Scarlet Spiders. Uh, you know it, that mantle still was was waiting to be taken up, and, and Kane was a natural and logical choice. If anybody's going to take it, it might as well be him. So, I, whereas Aranya Girl, it was a completely new character. Aranya Girl, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's I'm not going to call her Spider Girl. Uh, it's, it's she is going to forever be known as, as as Aranya Girl. So, whereas Aranya Girl kind of, for a lot of Spider Girl fans, felt like it was Kusada shoehorning in that, that mantle when she didn't necessarily deserve it because they felt like, you know, there was no connection to, to uh, Spider-Man whatsoever. And it's not like right. Spider-Woman where you had existing characters that were named Spider-Woman that didn't have a connection before to Spider-Man. It, it, this Spider-Girl, the name, was so closely connected to Spider-Man that it it just was, it felt really literally cheap and illegitimate. Kind of like a Maury Povich episode. Yes. You know, never, everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that's another one of Quesada's Mary Sue's. I mean, that's a Quesada character. 
yeah. what he wanted. So I think there's there's maybe a little even more of a pushback to that because everybody was like, well, we didn't want to give up Mayday just because you want to push your your Mary Sue, but that's what's ha- you know that's what's happened. And the book was supposed to come out this past week, uh, but it got delayed or something. Because no one gives a crap. No, no, it, it got it got del- it got delayed a week. It got pushed. They're back. like, we're going to be late, but no one cares anyway, so it I doesn't was, matter. I was, I was at my LCS, and and Zach called me. He's like, hey, do you see Scarlet Spider number one? <laughs> Is that all you hear? <laughs> I was very upset because I drove an hour to go get the book. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's go- he's going to be reviewing it on the front page too. Yeah, and George, if if it's actually good, then I'm going to buy an extra copy and send it to you. And he won't read it. Oh, wow. It doesn't have a hoodie. I don't read it. It, 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 it doesn't have a hoodie. There's no hoodie. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I don't like Kane all that much. I don't like anything clone-related, dude. Don, you're picking it up, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You have to. <laughs> Josh, are you? He has to. They have to. Plus, I, I, hate, I'll I'll I hate it whenever... I'll check it out. I hate it whenever Marvel sets things in other cities because they never get the city right. If you've dude, ever tried to see Marvel do it... If you've ever seen If you've ever seen Marvel try to do, like, L.A., you'll know what I'm talking about. They never, yeah, they never get the city right. So I'll look at it and I'll be like, they've never been to Houston. They don't understand. But this is perfect for Zach. It's the Clone Saga set in Texas. It's not Ben Riley. It's Kane. It's not really even. Yeah, but it's the Clone Saga. They're just, yeah. they're trying to pander to his love and saying, oh hey, look, it's what you want, but not really at all. <laughs> Mercury eighty three from North Ireland. Just wanted to know who you'd want to see teamed up with Spidey if they were making a Marvel team up movie. Gwen, Mary Jane, and Black Cat. No, no, no. Uh, Daredevil, yeah. Daredevil, and uh, Human Torch. Ooh, that'd be good. If if they were going to make a movie, they'd want to go for numbers. And at this point, I think the best Spider-Man team-up movie would be Spider-Man and the Hulk. I think Spider-Man and Wolverine would sell more tickets. It would sell more tickets, but with Spider-Man and the Hulk, you'd have more um, you'd have more potential for you know just mass damage and you know. Buildings getting collapsed and all kinds of because because Spider-Man and the Hulk would have to stop the bad guy, but they, but Spider-Man would also have to stop the Hulk. God, I, I that that'd be a, you would have an orgasm. You would do God. You'd melt in your seat. Just the thought of that. I, I I'm about to go stand in line right now, just hoping it's messed up. Brad agrees with me. Yay! I'm with George on that. Greg XB from New York City. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, sir. Um. J- JR's not here, Kevin's not here, Bertoni's here. If Roderick Kingsley was really dead, shouldn't Betty and Flash be dancing on his grave like Lionel Richie? I made up the last part. I was about to say, I'm looking at that. I don't see the <laughs> Lionel Richie thing. Dancing on the gravestone. Flash would say that he can't dance because he's in a wheelchair and his legs don't move, and Betty would say, You never take me anywhere. I just want to dance with you. <laughs> like runaway crying. That's exactly what would got, happen. And then you'd have the song in the background, I gotta move like Venom. I got to move like Venom. Okay, nothing. Ooh, 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 hello. Like, um, Isn't me you're looking for? Wrong song, but that's all right. <laughs> it's still Lionel Richie. <laughs> I know. Move like Jagger's not Lionel Richie. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying, Bertone? Um, no, that, that, that's pretty much it, you know. She, she'd say, come on, let's dance on his grave. He'd say, no, I can't dance. She would get offended and then blow up his apartment again. <laughs> Donovan, how do you like the other Spider-Man-Batman team-up, the one with Kingpin and Raj Al Ghul as the villains, and BD, when you read this, it's pronounced Raj, Raj. Raj. not Raz. The movie got it wrong. Damn it. 
Um, I like it. It's still Demonteus. It's drawn by Graham Nolan, who was doing Detective at the, at the time. Um, I like it, but I do like the other one better just because I feel that the second one is more about Kingpin and, and Raish as opposed to the Batman and Spidey. But okay. it's still good, and I still like it. Right. I liked them both, too. How long has that been? That Like, 92 or something? Two, oh, no, it was like 96-ish, 95 ish. Oh, okay. That's What's funny is that his comment about the name being wrong, it, it's true, but it's also – it, it was as jarring as – remember back in the old Amazing Spider-Man days? Remember the origin of Firestar? And she's talking mm-hmm. about being with the X-Men and going, going up against the villains like Magneto. <laughs> I still hear people call him Magneto even though it's obviously Magneto. Yeah, they know. need to shut the hell up. <laughs> George, you have an hour of Stanley's time. What do you talk – about with Oddly him. enough, I've had an hour of Stan Lee's time before. Uh, aside from him calling me Georgie, um, we we talked a lot about just about you know thinking about that went into the early days of the Marvel universe, motivations and things like that. One of the things I remember the most was he said he really loved villains like Doctor Doom and Magneto because he said they could walk up to a cop on the street in, in New York. They could just walk up to a cop and say, "I'm plotting to take over the Earth." And the cop couldn't do anything because it's not actually a law, <laughs> you know. So, so he said. So he said. So much of this stuff fell outside normal law. He's like, you know, you that that was always a, a lot of the fun. And I was like, yeah, be a dip, huh? diplomatic community too. Yeah, Doctor Doom can. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, but <laughs> so you know, so that's that was one thing he he said that's always stuck with me is like he could he wanted Doctor Doom and Magneto just walk up to a cop and say, I'm going to take over the Earth, and the cop couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, what villain is lamer, Freak or Spider Side? Oh, I don't know how. how <laughs> man, no, this that, answer's that is, easy. This answer is easy. This is it's got to be it's got to be Freak. Yes, freak. Yeah. I would say Spider Side because at least Freak had motivation. No, no, no. Freak's, motiv- Freak's motivation was crack. <laughs> Refresh me on Spider Side. He was the guy with the six arms. He was from no, no, Infinity no. Crusade. He was the doppelganger left over from Infinity. No, 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 no. Was it? No, Infinity War. You, you, you're both wrong. He was okay, the third who's... Peter Parker clone that was running around saying, thinking he was the real Peter Parker during the Mark of Cain storyline. He was the one that became like a Hulk-looking Spider-Man and then suddenly could mag- magically turn himself into water. He only, <laughs> yeah, but dude, he appeared during the Infinity War. No, he didn't. Come on, doppelganger. Yeah. I think you're all fucked in the head. <laughs> no, Dude, I just no, no. Spider Side. He uh, he didn't get the name until uh, Maximum Clonage. Because Don DeFalco and, really uh, wanted it, right? Tom, Tom DeFalco wanted the name to be Freakface. <laughs> oh, so God Almighty! Freakface, oh, I love it. But uh, yeah, no, no, Freak, Freak sucks. So that's kind of ironic that he asked that question. Speaking of uh, supporting characters, George, you know you're talking about uh, wanting to read that Rudkus Punisher book? Yeah. I think what would kill it for you is there's a lot of – oh, what's her name? Um, Nora. Nora Winters in that thing. Yeah, she's got no place there unless she's a corpse. And the Punisher – I read like two or three issues last night of the Punisher, and he does not talk. He is very much a Sinister Six. I've got no. I've. I don't have a problem with that because I've always been in the camp that says that Frank Castle is a psychopath, the, in the same way that Batman is. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be all that chatty. Yeah, but he has yeah, a but he has a two dimensional focus, and that focus is to kill stuff that's evil. 
I know, but his, his supporting cast of the stars of that book, and Frank just kind of is in the background. Yeah, he, he's, I, like, he's, more like a, he's more like a force of nature, Brad. I, I guess. He's the I, Godzilla I mean, of, 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 you know, like of, of crime fighters. I'm not digging the book. Anybody else reading the Punisher Rucka book? Not right now. I'm, I'm sure Ruck now. is doing a fine job, but yeah, I mean, the introduction of brand new verse elements totally, you know, makes me limp. Well, I mean, it's because of Stephen Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it's oh. your favorite, your buddy, your pal, Stephen Wacker. Well, I, and yeah. I told Wacker I would check it out on the boards because he was like, "You hate Marvel and yada yada," and I was like, "Really?" Because I've said positive things about this, this, and this, and this, but whatever. But I I even said I would check it out, but then people were like, "Yeah," and they got the vulture in there, and I think somebody else had told me that Nora was in there, and I was like, "Okay, well that's a deal yeah. breaker because I don't want any of this jackassy." And there's there's no hobgoblin in it, etc. Well, that's eventually a eventually a proper writer and editor will be on the book, and the hobgoblin Robert Kingsley will have his moment in the sun. Brad, what are your hopes for Spidey and his world for 2012? I hope the Amazing Spider-Man movie surprises us all. I hope it's a big <laughs> success. Because uh, a, a Spider-Man movie that does bad is not good for anybody that's a Spider-Man fan. It actually will do good for Disney. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but... Disney will be like, please do badly, please do badly, please do badly. Yeah. And, then we'll, and then, we'll hire, we'll, then, we'll, then we'll cast them in stone and actually not pay her on the cheap. <laughs> Anyway, I hope the, the Amazing Spider-Man movie does well. I hope it surprises us. I hope the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon is also successful and well-written. Uh, I hope uh, Marvel does something big for the 50th anniversary, like mm, maybe get Peter and Mary Jane back together. Won't happen. <laughs> for the 50th anniversary, you're going to get the, a whole big story about Peter and Carly and how perfect Carly is, Brett. <laughs> or even um, Casada's third part of his uh, One hey, More Day, can we, One can More we, Time. Hey, oh, shut your mouth, Donovan Grant. <laughs> Yeah, it, it all has to do with the parents because they're supposed to be getting you know major billing in this movie. So we'll bring back the parents for the second time. Oh, because we didn't do that on the 30th anniversary, right? Stop, stop. Anyway, I I hope 50th anniversary is big for Spidey, and and uh, hope we have glasses half full and you guys have pictures that are draining. Uh, <laughs> R. Hagen from Conway <laughs> County, New Jersey. I hope everyone had a good holiday season, George. Will the Behrman Joiner presidential ticket be making a return this year, or will it be some new combination? I don't think it'll have to return this year because literally a dead squirrel could beat Obama right now. So, <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will have to come out of the, uh, from retirement. I, I think literally at this point, it's it's going to be whoever else. So it's Rocket Raccoon and Groot on the ticket. Yes, I would vote for Rocket Raccoon. I would vote for a fictional Marvel <laughs> character. Over our current, <laughs> over our current administration. You've got uh, a current eleven. <laughs> no, I would. I, in fact, by God, I'm going to write Rocket Raccoon in on. I'm going to write Rocket Raccoon in on my ballot. I vote for Rocket Raccoon because he it. gets shit done, and he hates the hippies. Everybody, if you were trying to get a non-comic book reader into comics, what single issue or storyline would you put into their hands? Secret War with the Black back. Rose, number thirty-six. <laughs> what, what did Don say? I missed Tarot. it. Tarot. Oh, God. Jesus. Brad, no. Brad, one day, Google Tarot. I'll do it right Imogen, oh, and oh, 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 oh. Don't do it now, because the podcast will stop dead, and you'll be distracted for hours. Tarot what? What's it called? What Tarot. What worked, comic, what worked with my cousins was giving them the Secret Wars. When Holy they- hell. <laughs> my God. That's the guy that used to do Catwoman, Brad, back at D.C., Jim Ballon. That was huge. Mike. How did I troll this guy at Comic-Con? Oh, my Lord. 
But oh my. But getting getting back to the actual question, that's how I did that with my with my younger cousins. Um, oh I, like ten years ago, I got them into it by giving them the Secret Wars trade paperback, and then I felt bad because then, not long after, comics you know became stuff that they shouldn't read anymore. Oh my! <laughs> for, for me, it would for me it would depend on who the reader was. Like if it was someone like you know Stella, I'd give them Watchmen. If it was a kid, I would give them something like you know a Johnny Test comic or something. It's yeah, it, they it were. De- it depends on what what would it, appeal. It, just, to it really made me sad because you know they. It made me sad, Bertrand, because they couldn't read the stuff that I'd read when I was a kid because the, the content had radically changed so much. Look you at know? this. This one's bigger than her head. Oh, my oh, God. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what, Donovan, you've you derailed oh, the podcast now. For oh, like, my goodness. You've derailed the podcast oh now, Donovan, for like the next ten minutes. Tarot, comic book, Google image search. Holy hell. All right, no, where oh, were Brad. we? No, no, no. Oh, I kind of want to uh, respond to what George was saying because I was thinking about that, you know, getting kids into comics. And I was looking at my collection when I was in my room, you know, and um, I think very like I think like one or two percent of the content of my collection is actually something that kids would be able to get into just because a lot of stuff I read is is older. And I'm not saying I I read like Max series, but even stuff like you're going to take you're going to take the new DC stuff and let them read uh, Catwoman riding Batman. Batman Brave and the Boulder, Marvel Adventures. Oh, Batman right. Hard and the Horny. George's idea of Secret Wars, I think, is awesome because it's it's actually packaged in those two packs of figures. That that you get the the <laughs> biggest thing for Secret Wars is that it's got so many heroes and so many villains. Yep. Fighting every yep. other page. Yep. Brad, yep. Did, uh, expect an email from Thomas Mattis. He's a very big tarot fan. He has a tarot He takes podcast. tarot seriously, Brad. Like, it's not like a titty book. Like, it's actually some kind of epic story. <laughs> Are you story. kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? It's no, a titty so you're, book. You're going to get some hate mail soon. In fact, I probably will, too. No, he's, he's going to he's gonna email you talking about Brad. You don't understand. There's a story behind it about, you know... I can't see the story behind it because the boobs are so big. I like, the image, I like the image here that's titled Tarot Haunted Vagina. <laughs> to all our female listeners out there, we're we're so sorry. We we are sorry. You know, we're, we're gonna get a question got, about about begging Stella. This is all Donovan's goals. fault. This is every <laughs> bit Donovan's this, fault. This, this, this we is have nobody to blame for this, but Donovan. This. Donovan. Oh man, it's like shoving the carrot in front of the dog, and he's gonna run. Brad's adding this uh, to his mail order list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I it's can't like dropping that fat kid into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford the shipping cost for boobs. I mean, my God. R. Hagen from Conway County, New Jersey. I hope everyone hit. Ha- oh shit, we already done this. Uh, Sorry, our head. We've already been here. See, Brad doesn't know the hell we are. He's like, he's got titties all upside the head. He doesn't know where he is. He's like, I don't. Who am I? What? Why am I? Like I'm waking up in the roof and in the <laughs> hangover. Oh, oh, titties. TNR one hundred five from. Oh wow, no idea. Uh, Bloodhaven. That's where Nightwing uh, hangs out. You DC fan. Nightwing <laughs> 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 I, 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 doesn't hang out there anymore. It blew up. Somewhere Kevin's going to be listening to this and he's cursing you right now, Douglas. He's like, how do you miss that? I hate you. I have to close this other window. I cannot focus. Okay. Uh, Brad, scale of... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> how are you looking forward to the Amazing Spider-Man film? Uh, a six, probably, or seven. Do you think it will end up being the summer's Green Lantern in comparison to the Avengers and Batman 3? No. I don't think it's going to be that well, bad. 
I don't think well, I don't think Batman Three is going to be all that good, to be honest. Oh, I th- I think Avengers and Batman will far outshine. I think Avengers will kick the shit out of Batman Three, you know, because I hate Marvel so much. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Batman, uh, the second one made a shit ton of money. Yeah, but Brad, Bane. Nobody knows who the fuck Bane is. No. <laughs> they will now. Zach, we've all heard of your love of Spider Girl, but I don't think you've ever gone into depth on Dark Devil. What do you th- feel about Ben's MC Two Son? I felt like that DeFalco missed a really great story opportunity by not having Peter know who Dark Devil was. Refresh me how Ben Riley had a kid again. Okay, uh, Elizabeth Kine. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Elizabeth Kine, and um, which was the girl, the girl that was in uh, Lost Years, and and. Ben the Reed, redhead, the redhead, yeah, the one that looked okay. exactly like Mary Jane so much that Stephen Wacker thought yep. it was Mary Jane, yeah, yep. Um, they got back together in uh, Spider-Man Redemption, and so you could assume that during that period, which is about a month-long period, in that in that story was when he was when little um, Riley was conceived. Well, she has um, the baby in prison. It's given up for adoption. He goes through different different uh, homes and stuff like that and, and nearly dies. And Kane, kind of feeling like he has to protect Riley, um, saves his life. And because of the clone degeneration, he starts, his body starts breaking down. And he becomes possessed by a demon and, and Daredevil's spirit engulfs him. So he actually ends up rapidly aging. And so long story short, um, he becomes Dark Devil, which is mixture between Daredevil, Ben Riley and <laughs> and Zathros? Is that is that the wait, is that that's the demon that possessed Ghost Rider, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're all three together. So um but yeah, that's how that's how that's a very brief overview of of the story. <laughs> it's a three-part yeah. miniseries that came out. But um yeah, I I like the character. Um I like I say the biggest regret I think was that we'd never got to see how Mayday and Peter react would react to the fact that Dark Devil's Mayday's cousin. Don't you, I? I missed that book. Uh, I, I recently. How long has it been since Spider Girl stopped publishing? It's been about a year and a half, almost two years. Man, I just miss that character a lot. Yeah. I mean, and with Marvel doing less miniseries, the odds of her coming back aren't that great, unless maybe a backup. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah, it was good. If we have our 16th anthology series that we've in the last 10 years. Then maybe, yeah. Uh, Maybe the 50th anniversary will have something Spider-Girl in, and it'd be nice. Maybe uh, in a backup story or something, or an annual. Exactly. I, I think the, the end was very eth- effective, even though I was supposed to review it and never mm-hmm. did. <clears throat> Sorry. The end was a big mind rape. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yes, that. It I was. That, yeah. Now, what is it, a Van Lenti mind rape? Oh, rape stop. Or a real mind rape, or a Wolfie Goldberg mind rape mind rape? TNR had a question for Kevin about Toxin and about the Carnage USA miniseries, which is really solid. I read the first issue last night. That's just a creepy book, and Toxin does have a little appearance in the back of that. Uh, JR's not here. You guys can talk about that, the Green Goblin test footage. What did you think of that from the first Raimi film? Was that a, better than what we had or not? Yes. I don't mind the current Green Goblin costume in the first movie. Everybody yeah. bitches and moans about it. I never mind it. It's a Power Rangers like villain. Yes, I, I didn't like it either. The, the, the only reason that that entire movie did not fail on, as far as the villain goes, is just 
It's, no, no, no. I, I said because of the villain. I, I, and the, speaking of the villain, I like the movie overall. Don't get me wrong. I saw it four times on opening day. I'm talking about the reason that the villain, that people could actually accept the villain, was the fact was the strength of William Defoe's performance. Yeah. That that yeah. I'm oh. sorry. That Green Goblin costume was laughably asinine. I thought I thought uh, <laughs> Defoe was scarier without the mask. He was when he, when the mask. Especially when, when he starts talking to himself in the effing mirror. Oh god. Oh yeah, dude. that was awesome. Can't you take me to Funky Town? <laughs> 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 uh, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know that those big ears worked in the test footage that we saw in that video, etc. I don't know. If you, well, I, I think that mask would have been fine. I think you could t- you could leave the rest of the costume just that stupid mask. Yeah, is what it was better me. than what we got. Yeah. yeah. George, Chuck Norris versus Bruce Lee. Who wins and how? <laughs> Chuck Norris, and this is how I see the fight going down. Because you know me, I, I, Donovan, you know I love Bruce Lee. Yeah. Right, you know I love Bruce Lee. And I, you gave, I'm a you fan gave me of Bruce, Bruce Lee on, on my uh, Delta, Delta House sticker. Well, that's right. That's right. But I'm going to go with Chuck Norris, and this is how I see the fight going down. Chuck Norris goes to Seattle to find Bruce Lee's grave. He digs up the earth with his bare hands. And he pulls the coffin lid open, and he just beats the shit out of his corpse. Because Bruce Lee died when he was 33. Oh, my gosh. Chuck Norris is going to be in the new Expendables movie, by the way. Hell, yeah. Oh, shit. Are you kidding? No. Yeah, him and Van Damme and Schwarzenegger and Stallone. And Bruce, Lee, and, and Bruce Willis and Chuck and Norris. Bruce Willis, yeah. Oh Haven't my. you seen the trailer? I haven't even seen the first one. I need to watch it because it's, uh, it's, it's on the Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Oh, my God. Now, it's I, a sequel to Commando. Oh, oh. Hang on, and the same, th- and the same. Speaking on the same sort of semi-topic, did you see the trailer for the new GI Joe movie? Yeah, Bruce Willis is in that. It's too. like it looks, okay, looks decent. This this last no. summer, this last summer, and I told people this. I was like, this is the summer of apology movies. It's like <laughs> X Men First Class was apologizing for X Three, and I it was like Transform- it was like Transformers Three was apologizing for Transformers Two. Yeah, this is the this is the next apology movie. Because G.I. Joe was so god-awful bad. They I couldn't said, even finish it. They said, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to throw in Bruce Willis and The Rock. <laughs> and, and, and suddenly I was like, okay, I'm open to that. Yes, yeah. I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan, and you really fucked the first one up. But <laughs> Bruce Willis as Colonel Colton, the original the Kung Fu grip G.I. Joe from the 70s, intrigues me. The Rock as Roadblock intrigues me. Okay, you have my attention. Don't fuck it up again. <laughs> Bertoni, how much are you looking forward to the five-part return of Darth Maul on the Clone Wars? I don't. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I don't actually watch the Clone Wars steadily because um, it's very, very hit or miss with me. Like, there's some episodes that just don't work for me, but then like they'll have like some really, really good ones, like uh, the Mandalorian ones from last year, but. Didn't oh, that Cat Bane stuff was solid. Yeah they, yeah, they have some pretty solid stuff, but, like, for whatever reason, it's one of those shows that, like, I can go, like, months without seeing, and then I'll go through, like, a thing where I'm like, oh, I heard this episode was good, let me download it, which is what I did last night. So, um, I'm, I'm curious for it. Um, I question the whole thing about, like, bringing back to life uh, characters that... did they cut his head off? No, no, they cut off his torso. They cut he, him he, he's no, dead. It's, it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> he, he, he's come back. Well, he's come back twice in the comics, though. He's they did come, one story. He's come, yeah, he's come back as a clone. That's that's what. Did he pull a carnage and he's got mechanical it's, legs? It's, it's a Dragon Ball. The same way the Emperor came back is the same way Thrawn came back. He'll be a clone. Thrawn never came back. 
Well, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. That's that's yeah. It was it was an accident. But 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 they keep on using Thrawn because um they have books that like are all across the timeline. So they'll do a Thrawn story, but it'll take place like a year before he died or something like that. I mean, the Clone Wars has He's, General or Thrawn or from the uh, the first three books. Th- Thrawn yeah. has not been in Clone Wars. Um, so are you saying they, are you saying Thrawn is the new Mar from Sin City? <laughs> I don't know anything about Sin City, so sure. Well, Marv, Marv is the biggest Sin City character, and he died in the first story, but they kept using him because all the other stories came before the last, the first story. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. So they just other, keep, so other they just question. keep using him. To Bertoni, as a Beatles fan, how do you feel about the biopics and documentary films like The Killing of John Lennon and Lennon in Chapter Twenty Seven? Isn't offensive? They give Chapman the publicity and notoriety in the first place. It depends on how it's played. There's some things that, like, make me very uncomfortable. And for a while there was, um, and I think some Beatles fans still do this, there was a thing like, well, all Chapman wants is attention. So a general rule among Beatles fans was, like, just don't say his name when you're referring to him. Like, refer to him as, like, that guy or this person. And um, I was on, I used to be on another Beatles message board, and I became a moderator there, and that was suggested as a rule. And people very, very quickly, like, pointed out the fallacy of that and how that wouldn't work. Um, he says he did it for fame, but he's also said he's given like three or four different reasons. So <coughs> I think he's just insane and sick in the head. <coughs> well, like it's I'm made sick you sick. Per- it's made you physically And you're sick. also sick. Yes, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm sick in the throat. Yeah. He, uh, it depends on how it depends on how it's played. I'm trying to remember, but I know that there's been one or two like things about it that just like, Made me uncomfortable, but I couldn't. Ref- I've, I've seen like hundreds of Beatles films, so I couldn't tell you some of them off the top of my head. Right. Donovan, in the wake of you know what happening to you know who in Arkham City, what villains, what villains would you like to see introduced or have a bigger role in the sequel? Okay, now Josh knows this. I've actually yes. yet, yet to play Arkham City, and I meant to play it over the holiday. I just never got around to it, so I don't know the. I don't know. There's a humongous spoiler at the end. Please don't spoil. I haven't it played it, and even I know what it is. Yeah. Don't spoil it for so, me or I'll kick your ass. Yeah, and and I've, and I've been wanting to discuss this massive plot twist with Don for months, but you know he just hasn't played the game, and he's like, no, don't tell me. I'll play the game in a few weeks. I or, also or, I also don't think that it's permanent. I think because it, it's I think that it, there's a way around it for the next one. Um, I think it's, I, it's one of the more easily reversible things I think I've ever seen. Josh, did you yeah. play and beat Arkham City? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember I texted you. I was like, beat it. You're like, what, dude? That was fast. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, st- I haven't played it since November. I, I just haven't had the time, but I like it. Yeah, I've also played it and beat it. And it, it, it you're, or George is right. It's it's very easily reversible. So if you know Don or Mark Hamill, you know, wants to make some more money. There's another there's another big spoiler too that a lot of people have missed. Um, but they've been talked about online. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'll tell you how to find it after you beat the game. When you're allowed to like free roam <coughs> the city, go back, <coughs> go back to Harley Quinn's office, and oh, I know, yeah, I do know see, about that's, that. Yeah. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Well, if Don knows about it, that's the that's the thing I thought you were talking about. I don't know the big spoiler then. Wow. Okay. Okay, Adam growls from Growl. we don't know, but it's his very first post. So we've had a lot of those. So appreciate everybody we're listening, here. posting. Uh, hi, gang. Been they listening. come for the negativity, Brad. <laughs> Hi gang, I've been listening to, since episode 100 and since I've been hooked and even went back and listened to the previous ones. First of all, I'm a bit dyslexic, so this might sound this might 
make direct sense. Hopefully, you make enough sense, enough sense from might, it. He's saying he's saying might not might might, might not. Make okay, sense. might not make yeah. sense. Hopefully, you make enough sense from it. Well, my question is to everyone who's also bringing something to your attention. Here in England, Marvel has released what they call these greatest graphic novels, which they sell for what ten pounds and come out every two weeks. However, the first was three. And was Spider-Man coming home? My question is, do you think this is a good idea? And if it was, up to you, would you have it as the first issue for cheap? Mm. Or is 10 pounds, like 25 bucks? I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's about right. I, I've seen, they actually have, like, television ads for this stuff over there, which is really cool. And the spines of it form a big Delato uh, splash page, and it's really kind of cool. So... Coming home, is that the very first JMS story? That is the very is that, first, yes. Wow. That's not a bad way. I don't know if I'd be the first way I'd introduce people to Spider-Man, but I, it would yeah. be me. <laughs> yeah, well, Don has like a love and affinity that's uh, irrational and cannot be explained. So you love that first arc by JMS? That's that was my favorite story last last episode. Okay. I was just I was just giving Donovan crap because... I, I wish uh, that, I, don't be know, that's, that's, I don't know. That's probably an okay price over there. If that, I think the exchange rate's like one pound is like a dollar and a half. Yeah, it's about one fifty. I mean, it is fluctuates it? so badly from day to day. Hang on, let me look. Been there, so. well, I like the idea of a best of graphic novel collection. I think that'd be a nice way to introduce new fans into it. And the problem is, I don't know in, in England if this is the problem, but distribution. How are the fans if they see the ad on television? How do they go get it? I'm very bad with translating U.S. dollars with other kinds of currencies because I was yeah, I was looking for I was looking for jobs to teach overseas and like trying to translate dollars to yen it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Some bad person yeah. asked about this. So Proto Goblin is our next question to all. What do you think of Jim Shooter's yeah, recent? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, what? Brad. I was gonna I was gonna do the uh, ten pounds is fifteen fifty in U.S. money. Okay, got it. Proto Goblin. Has just dropped some glasses. What, <laughs> what do you think? Of, <laughs> oh, I thought I was on mute. That's okay. What do you think of Jim Shooter's recently winning a CBR poll of who was Marvel's best editor in chief? I think Shooter did generally a good job. I like a lot of the '80s content. Anybody? Um, no, I, mean, I, I, I would rather. I, I much prefer the Shooter era than the Dry Stan era. What did you compare it to, like the Stanley era? Though I'm just, I'm just curious. I, no, I enjoy the Stanley era too. I. Uh, no, I don't know. I, Roy Thomas had a good had a good run. Yeah, I think Shooters is probably more prolific. I mean, you look at some of the, a lot of the epic stuff, Brad. That we we look at like like really popular runs of things: the Simonson Thor, the Burn Fantastic Four. A lot of that stuff happened under Shooter. Yep. But then you know the ten years of uh, Kirby and Lee on the Fantastic Four that happened under Stan Lee and uh, mm-hmm. Roy Thomas. So I don't know. You know, the 10-plus ten ten years David, of Stan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Peter David had a question about the shooter. He said he was a he was good at his job, but he was a bad people person, I think. Is, that was really interesting to hear because I, I really don't uh, know much about that era. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think the book sold awesome back then, but the distribution was a lot better. They had the direct market, and they had the newsstand sales, which he had a better he had a better stewardship. Over over the characters, and I think he understood that it's important to keep the characters true to what they are and how they're supposed to act. Um, it's something that the, that the current regime has absolutely no understanding of. It's like, well, whatever. If if Peter needs to masturbate in this issue to tell the story, <laughs> then that's what will have to happen. I'm glad I missed that one. 
Uh, <laughs> Brad, do you think a modern version of Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends could work? And if they did make it, would you want Iceman and Firestar as the Spider-Friends again, or would characters more Spidey-related like Black Cat and Ben Riley be better? I think you're going to get a Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends and Ultimate Spider-Man. It seems very Marvel team-up-ish is what I've heard, what I've, I've seen. Um, I, I, I think Iceman and Firestar were just a very odd, odd idea that actually kind of worked. Uh, Brad, I, I'm going to disagree with that last bit, saying I was an Ultimate. Uh, having reading Ultimate right now. Um, no, no, I'm talking about Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon. cartoon. Oh, the cartoon, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, you, you're probably right. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the, the title. No, no, no. I mean, the Ultimate, from everything I've seen, is going to be like Marvel team-up-ish. Yes. And Iceman and Firestar is just such an odd, odd idea, and I don't think you can capture that again, because... Iceman and Firestar! Fire. But their secret headquarters are full of science that they never use. And then the big fire guys. All right, Zach, do you think the will? Do you think they will ever do a clone Spider-Man movie? They did in the seventies with Nicholas Hammond. Oh yes, yes, and it was awful. That was awesome. What are you talking about? Yes, Peter, I'm you. This is me. And this is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing that was missing missing was the freaking Fu Manchu mustache oh, goatee God. looking crap. It was all oh, no. I love that uh, so much. So translation, if it wasn't written by me or John Hall, our good buddy from the message boards, uh probably not. <laughs> uh let's see. George, what are some of your favorite comic book runs outside of Spider Man? By run I mean something like Frank Miller's Sten on Daredevil or Peter David's run on the Hulk. Uh, the Simons, Walt Simonson's run on Thor, Burns' run on Fantastic Four. Uh, conversely, I hated Burns' work on West Coast Avengers. Um, and Spider-Man Chapter 1, I imagine. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy the Frank Miller Daredevil. I enjoyed the Burn Claremont uh, X-Men. Did um, you read Peter David Hulk? I, did enjoy, I loved the Peter David Hulk. Uh, very tragic in some places. Um, I loved the Peter David run on Captain Marvel. Um, yes, it got, it, got, it got a little goofy towards the end, but I mean, initially it was—I mean, for that, the first couple of years, it was really strong. Yeah, um, loved the Stan Lee uh, runs on Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. Um, loved the Jeff Johns run on um, uh, uh, JSA. What's an underappreciated Spider-Man run? Underappreciated Spider-Man run. Underappreciated Spider-Man run that you love. Conway? Um, yeah, probably. You know, Conway Conway's run does get overlooked. Marv Wolfman gets overlooked a lot, mm-hmm. and w- there's a lot of stuff that came out of Wolfman stuff, especially Black Hat, which people like. Yep. Um, yeah, I won't say Denny O'Neill because Denny O'Neill didn't really do all that much with Spidey, and there's only one real big Denny O'Neill Spidey story that I can look back at and and, and say that I really Is really liked. Hi, was it the Hydra Man Sandman team up? No, that was the uh, basic the annual fourteen with him and Doctor Strange versus Doctor Doom and Dormammu. Oh yeah, that yeah, was him and uh, Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and that's one of my favorite Spider-Man annuals. Um, maybe uh, the Paul Jenkins run. Uh, a lot of people uh, oh, look yeah. down on it. And Paul Jenkins, yeah. what I liked about Jenkins 
And Jenkins was getting crap on this from um, some of the critics who were on board with killing off Mary Jane. You know, the, there's always critics who are up for whatever Marvel wants to do, and they're just like, oh, it's never been better, yada yada, whatever. Marvel keeps sending us stuff, but um, he he was writing Peter like a widower. And he, he wanted to bring the marriage back. I remember when he came on – when he he came on before Quesada. He came on when Harris was still there, and he came on, and he said immediately – he goes like, number one, can I just act like chapter one didn't happen because goddamn? And they were like, yeah. They said, you don't ever have to refer to chapter one. We're just kind of sweeping under the rug, and he's like, awesome. Can I bring back Mary Jane? Well, no, you can't. We we don't like Mary Jane, and we're you know we're – we like where the book is going. And he was like, okay. And, and he and I got in a big conversation about this, both at um, uh, on the Alvaro boards and then later at San Diego Comic-Con, like in, oh God, 02, I think. We hung out there for a bit, and he said um, – he and I both agreed. It was like, okay, if you're going to have him, if you're going to do this thing because you want him to get back to, woohoo, I'm single and can screw again like Austin Powers from the beginning of Austin Powers 2, um, <laughs> he's got to logically go through a period where – He's lost. He's depressed. Uh, nothing makes sense. He goes through mood swings. That's how Jenkins wrote him, and people were bitching because they're like, oh, well, he's not funny. Well, his wife just died, jackass. How's he supposed to be? Jenkins Spider-Man yeah. cried. Do you all remember? I mean like, like – and I don't mean just like like teared up. He would sob. He One would get so choked moments. up. He would get so choked up about Mary Jane being gone. I mean to the point where it was reflected in the dialogue, sob. Like he, could, he couldn't talk anymore. Yeah, you know, and you didn't have that in Amazing. In Amazing, you had uh, Senator Ward. Oh, f me. <laughs> the, the, awkward, the awkward thing about that era was Randy Robertson being like, "Come on, Peter, you yeah. got to start dating again." Oh, Mary Jane no said for a week. Yeah. No doubt, it made me hate Randy. It's like the way Kurt Busiek made me hate Beast. You know, in Avengers, when he brought, uh, you know, when he when when you had Vision and Wanda on the same team, and Wanda started nailing Simon, and here comes the Beast, and oh, that must be awkward. But hey, whatever gets my buddy Simon laid, and I was like, whoa, my God, you just made me hate an X Men character. <laughs> so you know, it, it's yeah, I, ugh, ugh, ugh. Bertoni, how would you make a video game version of the Clone Saga? I am a bad person to ask about this because I do not know about the mechanics of like. What would make a good like? Well, how is sto- you can make a story, but to translate into a video game, you have yeah. to, there has to be a lot of gameplay element. <laughs> otherwise, what about maximum clonage. Otherwise, <laughs> it, otherwise it just becomes repetitive. You know, the there has yeah. to be like stuff for the player to do. So uh, oh, okay, I would okay, have, okay. I, I would have this. Zach's about to explode. <laughs> he's about to. I would have. About to ju- I would have the tutorial level be like, just like the only idea that I would have is set set it in the '90s Clone Saga, but do a tutorial level like set five years in the past with the Shea Stadium fight, and that would be like the player yeah. fighting the Spider Man. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. final level would and be it, uh, uh, Revelations Part Four. Yes, an epic Norman Osborn battle. Hey Brad, yeah, the best way to do it would be at the end, um, to you know, however it ends, to have. Um, to have Ben uh, give his life to save Peter, and then be reduced to a smoldering pile of ash that floats away on the wind. <laughs> Zach, sorry, did you have any thoughts? Did you want to say something? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> so so you do you do a video game, right? And you have it. In, okay, it's like a, the Muppet. The crab Muppet. You have it in two halves. You you have okay. She said you got you got two halves of the video game. You got the first, the first half. You can tell he's thought about this. He's pulling up his notes from like years ago. 
<laughs> on this. This is going to be the Atari version he's of like, the... <laughs> he's like, hang on, let me access the file. <laughs> okay, so you have a, a Ben Riley part and you have a Peter Parker part. I, okay. I agree with Bertoni that, that the Shea Stadium fight should be the tutorial, right? Well, then afterwards, you can either... It's like s- similar to um, um, Web of Shadows, where you, you can pick you know, the dark, the light side, and whatever. So after that, you start. You can either start off with Ben or you can start off with Peter, and you can do different adventures with Peter that are you know like Carrion and and you know a high evolutionary makes a wacky appearance in a wacky level or something like that. And then uh-huh. and then with Ben, you have like you know because when I think it. of the high evolutionary, the word wacky comes to my head. What <laughs> 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 if you read Scarlet Spider? I'm George, if you ever. One. Yes, exactly. For Tony's exactly right. Because good God, um, and then, and then with Ben Riley, you could do like you know adventures of him on the road, and you can you could do like the ones from Lost Years, and and make up your own, and 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 then eventually, boom! Halfway through the game, you you have them have this Titanic meetup with Aunt May, you know, having a stroke in the story, and it, it could be a pretty big epic story uh, or epic video game that would be. I don't know if it would sell very well, but Zach. <laughs> Would buy a copy. For another, I would idea, buy another idea right. would just if they played up the multiplayer angle. Angle like it's um it's it's kind of like the Lego Star Wars games where it's like a teamwork thing. Like you're Peter and Ben, and like you know there's a lot of emphasis on the two players like doing stuff together, solving the things, and it's one of those yeah. games where you get the added benefit when you play with a friend. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, co-op. Cool. And then you can, Donovan, you can play what? as Kane oh, or Spider Side, or, or then you could play as you know the Jackal and be able to like going around screwing things up. That'd be great. Donovan, what are some of your favorite Batman stories of all time? Uh, Nightfall, my number one uh, storyline. It's coming out in trade, actually. Well, it's, it's been out in trade. I, I have like three volumes. Oh, um, I think they're reprinting uh, some of the Knights Quest, Knights Search stuff. Um, Batman Ego is a one shot written and illustrated by uh, um, uh, crap Darwin Cook. That's 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 that might be tied. Hey, uh, Dar- uh, Donovan, did you ever read Darwin Cook's Catwoman stuff? I read his. Uh, I read a uh, Catwoman. Um, the one he did with the, Brubaker. I didn't read the Brubaker stuff, but he, he did. A, he did like he did like a mini series with Catwoman that that is included in the Ego trade, which I read, which I thought was actually pretty good. Is that Selena's big score or whatever? Yeah, Selena's big score, right? Okay, that I always loved his stuff that he did with Brubaker. That's how I see Selena Kyle, not not how Judd Winnick writes her. Um, but uh, Nightfall, Ego, I like Matt Love. Um, I actually like Hush a lot more when I think about it because a lot of people think Hush is kind of like a throwaway story, but that's actually kind of how I see Batman in terms of like ri- being written and portrayed and like all the villains in the Jim Lee art. That was pretty good. Um, Death in the Family, uh, Willing a Place to Die, and stuff like that. If Hush? I wanted to, if I wanted to catch up on the history of Damien, his son, what should I read? Uh. Uh, Come on, <laughs> uh, Bat- Batman and Son, and then the Black Glove, and then R.I.P., which I I like as well. Some people R.I.P. Is, is is that leading up to Batman's death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that just happened by Morrison, right? He doesn't yeah. really die. I know he gets better. So Batman, probably Batman and Robin, which has Dick Grayson as Batman, right? Yes. Yeah. And then R.I.P. And then what's that? It was a 1980s graphic novel, wasn't it? Son of Where, the Demon. That, 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 demon, that's yeah. where Damien is born. Although, like, yeah. that's out they, of continuity. I hear it's in continuity. Yeah. Like, that's one of those stories that, like, its place in continuity changed from day to day because it was in continuity for a while. Then Danny O'Neill didn't like it, so he said it's out of continuity. Then it was back in continuity, 
and then Grant Morrison said that it's back in continuity because Damien was coming back, and then when they reference it in the story, they completely like changed all the events. Yeah, Batman was yeah, raped at, instead of having sex consensually. At, at DC, there was stuff that went in and out of continuity based on what Paul Levitz had for breakfast that morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep plowing it. That's what she said. Uh, uh, Spider Spider Dad, one of my favorite posters of all time on the message board. To everyone or anyone, is any panel member getting the new Ultimate Spider-Man? If so, what are your thoughts on some of the new, the new powers? Chameleon-like ability to disappear and a Venom electrical strike that they have given. Those both sound Mark really Spider-like. <laughs> George, are you reading it? <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Don, you, you love the book. like Don is a big fan of the book. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I do enjoy it. I, the new powers are fine. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't love the powers. I don't hate the powers. So I mean, I, I'm in, I'm digging the book fine. So I don't, I don't, but I don't really have a, an opinion of the powers. I think I, I read the book last night in about two minutes. Uh, <laughs> it is really good, really decompressed. It really is. That's that's actually my biggest complaint. That it is like decompressed to hell and back. Wait, wait, wait! Bendis decompressing something? Surely I mean, you're joking. I mean, this is really, really three ninety nine. You, you mean almost like he's writing it to fill a trade paperback? Get out of here! <laughs> but it's not a horrible story, and I, I agree with uh, Don about it. it's it's uh, got potential. Anybody uh, else reading Ultimate Spider-Man? I, I've enjoyed I, I it. I liked it. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. That sounds so ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Man. He's like, uh. I like. I've enjoyed it. I I think that they brought in Shield a little too quickly um, with the last issue, or I don't even know if it's Shield anymore in the in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. But Nick Fury and like the other scientists. Well, I I, I think I think if you're going to read the book, you don't need to buy the individual issues. Just wait for the trades. Because hey, here's a, here's George's question to the panel. Do y'all think that uh, the fact that Bendis is finally leaving Avengers will mean that he'll stop decompressing Ultimate Spider-Man? Maybe I think that's a, I think that's a style. It is no, a style, no, it, but I'm like, it, I mean, it, the it, stuff it, he's doing at Marvel now is dwindling, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Well, they have they haven't announced what his next thing after Avengers is. Oh, there's another next thing. Is that is that what they're teasing? Well, I, I would imagine unless he's unless he's leaving, but maybe. Another uh, question. These guys have been trying to leave to go to Hollywood. And that's a wrap. I have one more episode that will finish off all these message board questions. But before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider example is on the Spider-Man hooky graphic novel. Now, we've talked about this before. This one is about, uh, it was released back in the 80s, and it's kind of a trippy kind of story. And it uh, is now back in print. The cover price is $4.99. Mail order has it for just $3.09 which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com, also on Facebook. Just type in MailOrderComics. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Spider-Man